thank you for joining us on Love That VoiceOver, where we explore the people and projects behind the microphone. Hey, 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 gang, it's Ellie Ray here, and I want you to keep listening to Love That VoiceOver. Love That VoiceOver! Brought to you by the talented voiceover artist, Rebecca Michaels-Haw, also known as Love That Rebecca. Hey, all you sexy, fabulous, beautiful, intelligent, creative, and funny listeners of Love That VoiceOver, welcome to another episode, and my special guest today is Jeffrey Umberger, a talent agent running his own business out of Atlanta, the Umberger Agency. Welcome, Jeffrey. Thank you, Rebecca. It's a pleasure to be with you. It's really a pleasure to be with you. In fact, I threw a request out to listeners and friends and uh, asking folks to give questions. And I told Jeffrey right before we got started, I said, you know, we're going to do like this mega Q&A because it's really fascinating, the wonderful uh, range of questions that we got that are not the typical. This is a big thank you shout out. Thanks to all of the following people I'm naming personally for sending in questions that got incorporated in one way or another into the interview all episodes with Jeffrey Umberger. Thanks to Bob Sauer, Eric Fox, Ed Victor, Laura Bidnarski, Dan Wax, John Bailey, Scott Rains, Fran McClellan, Mo Rock, Larry Hudson, Rick Riley, Mike McGonigal, Dave Covarzier, Tasia Valenza, Tom Pinto, Ellie Ray, Anthony Pizzelli. Thanks. So welcome, Jeffrey. Thank you so much for being here. Before we get started in the Q&A, I do want to mention that we're going to talk a little bit about, well, who who are you and where you come from and <laughs> and uh, try to learn a little bit about you before we inundate you and fire all these questions at you. <laughs> if I ever do workshops or visits for classes and stuff, the teaching part of it is always nice, but the Q&A at the end is always where we run over, and I can stay there and do it all day long. Yeah, well, let's talk a little bit about your, your agency and how long you've been running it. I opened in October 2010, and so about three and a half years now, and as with any business, I guess the five-year uh, you know, time frame to really sort of get seated is um, at play here, and I it really this year has completely mushroomed and doubled from last year. Even I was very happy that last year didn't slow down like I was I was worried it might. Um, it's it's easy to pay attention to trends as your as your peers are saying, "Wow, it's really slow," and then you you feel like, "Well, it's not really slow. I'm I'm kind of busy," but you think that's a sort of a crest and a high that will go away. And this year is completely wiped out last year's growth and so I'm very excited and very exciting, uh, yeah. you know it's yeah it keeps you busy but that's 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 what it's called work <laughs> exactly let me give some facts that I know and then maybe you want to add some other delicacies into the uh, information on the table um, the feast of Jeffrey Umberger no I'm just kidding <laughs> I know. Jeffrey is uh, one of the premier voiceover talents in the United States. His VO roster includes the announcer for Queen Latifah's VH1 series, Single Ladies. Who is that? I don't have the name of that person. Smith Harrison. Ah, a friend of mine. Okay. Oh, do you know Smith? I do from LinkedIn, yes. Yeah, I think everybody has, has come across Smith at one time or another. He's, he's very popular and just a real, real guy. And such a great voice. 
Yeah, and the show is good, too. So I have heard his voice because I sit down some weekends and do that binge watching. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yep. <laughs> you also have Emmy-winning CNN anchor Martin Savage. He is one of those one of those gentlemen that um, he was referred to me by another by a photographer here in town, and um, he is one of the nicest people I think I've ever ever met. I you know you run across people and say, oh yeah, he's nice, but Martin Savage has got to be one of the most genuine, nice men, and smart, and just talented and responsive, and his voice to me. It's one of those narrator voices that uh, you can sit back and listen to and talk about paper. Fascinating. Yeah, exactly. Um, You also represent the voices of Crackle from Kellogg's Rice Krispies, is that correct? And Fast Eddie (laughs) of the Keebler Elbs? (laughs) Yes, yeah, what a character. Um, This gentleman lives in Georgia now, but was in Los Angeles uh, before. And (laughs) just uh, has that kind of voice you would never be able to say, what does this face go with this voice? What what does this person look like? He's very, very character sounding and had quite a career in the seventies and eighties and um was the was the keeper elf and uh, the the crackle the voice of crackle. That's, that's, That's a great thing that we all grew up hearing those those cartoons yeah. Uh, yeah. and seeing those commercials and he's, he's, he's a delight to know and work with. Fantastic. Um, you personally also have a professional acting background in TV and film and perhaps even comedy theater. Is that right? Yes, I, I did start off as an actor. I was in uh, the 10th grade when I did a Charlie Brown thing and I got my feet wet. <laughs> that was in the late <laughs> 70s and all through the 80s I, I was um, supporting my, my acting career by playing piano in uh, hotels and such. And, oh, uh, wow. You're a but, piano bar guy. Yeah, that's <laughs> it was. Awesome. That's actually right. And <laughs> you know, the two worlds collided. I was I, I was auditioning for a piano player role in a bar, and I didn't look old enough to be in a bar or a piano player. But I thought, <laughs> hey, I do this for my living. Come see me. <laughs> I swear. So the curse of of uh, younger of younger face sometimes. Of a younger away, face. Yeah. Well, you know, and that is something that he gets teased about. I've I've listened to several other interviews that Jeffrey has offered to other shows in preparation for our talking today. And that is something that is, it's like everything that every woman would ever want. I don't know if men always want to look youthful. And it's like been a curse for you in some ways because it's <laughs> blocked you um, because it, it, I don't know why. I guess that maybe it's just an idea that it blocked you. I don't know. You're a very handsome man. So I don't know <laughs> that uh, it's such a curse. <laughs> yeah, no, it's thank serious. Thank you for the interview there. That's perfect. Thanks, guys. <laughs> thank you, bum bum. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think it it makes it's almost like someone who is maybe shorter than statue. If you're younger and you're and trying to run a business, and people think you're you're just starting out, and you have all this history to bring to the table, but they won't listen to you, then you have to fight a little harder to make your point, you know, without being obnoxious with it. So if there is a curse. I would know that not many people would say, oh, I don't want to hear about your problems with your young face. But it can give away if you're visual or if you're being seen and someone says, oh, let the kid in, see what he wants. Right. <laughs> and you have to really also prove that you are of uh, some, some history and some knowledge and you have to kind of put it forward a little stronger. But hey, you all have our things.
Are a tough sword to bear. A tough sword right. to bear. <laughs> okay. Well, um, we have a little bit about, about your background, and I'm sure through the process of going through some questions and hearing your answers, we're going to learn a little bit more about your experience that that wonderful experience that you just alluded to. Um, we're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back. We're going to take a quick break from the interview for some important messages. Sign up for special notices of Love That Voiceover at lovethatvoiceover.com. Just go to lovethatvoiceover.com and sign up. My name is John Bailey, and I'm a five-year full-time professional voice actor. I've voiced over 100 theatrical and DVD movie trailers. I've also voiced over 200 other voiceover jobs, including... Dozens of video game characters and trailers. Dozens of webtoon characters. Web, radio, and TV commercials. I have learned so much in this business, and I want to share my knowledge with you. I now offer personal entry and intermediate-level coaching for voice actors for only $25 an hour. You will receive invaluable inside knowledge of the industry, honest feedback, and have all your questions answered. Visit me at www.johnbaileyvo.com slash pages slash coaching.aspx. So do you know the story about how I was looking for improvisation online for voiceover actors and how I didn't find it anywhere? I turned over rocks. I went into old archives. Well, really, there was nothing there. And I wanted time to practice my character voices and develop new ones that I didn't even know I had yet. So basically, I created voiceover improvisation online on Skype. And yes, it's audio only. And there's a lot of cool people already doing this. You're invited to the party. Hey, hop on over. Get those neurons firing even better and in different ways. <laughs> it's like working out in a different way. It's voiceover improvisation workouts online on Skype from your own home studio. It's pretty effing cool. Cray cray. Go to vo-improv.com. Twitter at voimprov. All right, that's enough. Back to the show. And we're back. And I'm again with Jeffrey Umberger of Umberger Talent in Atlanta, Georgia. And uh, I just have to say that during the break, Jeffrey was complimenting me on my voice. So everybody, I'm finally being noticed. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> <laughs> I noticed that you like a vodka gimlet. I'm throwing a funny question out there now. Is that true? Do you really like a vodka well, gimlet? I used to, well, now it's just like, it's fine. You don't have to throw anything else in there. <laughs> Go for the so hard why, stuff. Why bother? We're into five um, years of being an agent. We need the vodka straight. <laughs> yeah, I don't, need to, I don't need to be searching for another bottle to add something to it. Um, That's funny. I do like it really. And you can add anything to vodka. Right, right, right. I like a dirty <laughs> martini myself. So I thought, well, at least we both like vodka. That's cool. Um, yeah. we have, we're, we're both, I'm having my vodka martini and he's having his vodka straight. <laughs> Straight out of the bottle. Bottle's coming. Um, <laughs> let's let's get into the first questions that you actually provided. Now we're going to go into some Q and A's, and we're going to probably bounce around a little bit from topics. But I've tried to cluster things at least kind of together. But please okay. bear with me, you know. And, and everybody listening, you know, we're going to jump around to different topics, but we might go off on tangents. Just hang in because we've got a lot of great questions. Um, and if it's not this episode, then next. <laughs> So you had mentioned to uh, suggest that people put themselves in the seat of a client. 
looking to Jeffrey to provide options. So maybe help us understand what makes people bookable or less bookable. Yeah, it's um, it's sometimes it's a very tangible answer and sometimes not. But in general, if you imagine yourself being in the position of needing to cast and search for voices, it has the system. I'm sorry, the procedure has to be easy. Number one. So by having a demo, that's certainly nice. That's one way. If they want to hear your audition from their scripted material, then having a quick turnaround can be a number one. Early bird gets the worm usually in today's world. Uh, add to your audition being audible. <laughs> Just a, for talent that actually know how to figure out and where to go to compare their audible output. Um, if it's foremost and, and loud enough to hear without having to turn the client out and turn their volume up or make adjustments. That also helps enrich uh, your, your voice and, of course, make it be more heard. These are some real, real basics on how, how can you better book yourself. But it's funny how simple they are, but how much they could get in the way if they're not just right. In other words, when I listen to an audition, it's much like maybe the situation my client might be hearing the link of talent auditions that I send to them. I listen to everything in one sitting and I might just kind of pace around the room or actually leave the room to where I can hear the auditions sort of remotely. Almost as if I'm hearing a radio show or radio commercials. And so I have to listen for something to stand out. If uh, audition A from Bob Smith was very, you know, appropriately uh, measured as far as the volume output, but then uh, Melanie Staples audition number two is very very low. I may not go back into the room to adjust hers. I might just like skip her. So right. by nature of not having the right levels, that can take you out. That can make you unbookable. Um, so you know that's a basic. But also the first five seconds of any audition is is the quick point. Uh, after that, uh, which the client will probably click past if they if they just don't like the sound of the voice that God gave you not what you're doing with it, but it is what you sound like. You know, you have so little time to win them over. And uh, the people that I've interviewed about uh, either in casting or producing, it usually is about five seconds. And after that, it's quick to the favorites list or quick. Yeah, unless they're caught. Yeah, that's right. So I think uh, to, to really pay attention to the specs and try to get the nature of the spot, um, or the nature of the uh, voice sound that this client is looking for within the first five seconds, that's very imperative. Technically, when we're talking about the first five seconds, are you talking about the time that includes the slate or after the slate? I love it. I'm such a nerd when it comes to this, but I don't, I ask my talent not to slate at the top because of this same reason, is that the first thing that the client hears should be their material. If, I mean, they have a label on your take of who you are. So if they want to know, they can look at the label. Um, or at the end, if you want to slate uh, anything you want at the end, you can slate a book at the end if you like. I don't care. And they can hear through to that and hear who they just heard that they liked. But in the very beginning, people, as a general rule, want to please others. And sometimes they can over-please and over-audition and over-slate. So in their name, it's Bob Smith, and that's pushy to some people. Right. Or it's a turnoff. Right. And so why bother giving them a second or anything at all to get in the way of the first impression of you. You know, especially, I mean, if we're, if we're on, let's say, uh, 
uh, I don't know a good way to say it, except in this interview, when you're asking me a question, I don't tell you my name again each time. And that's sort of the same thing. You already know who I am by looking at my label on the audition. Just take those little elements out. Um, I haven't run across any casting director who, who didn't receive a slate at the top, who didn't couldn't figure out who the talent was, and it didn't not book because that was a mystery. It's a given. Okay, so, so how uh, long have you been slating or not slating at the front? How long have you been um, doing that? I stopped it. I think I might have been the first in Atlanta. I'm not sure. I believe it was started in L.A., though, uh, but I can't answer to that for sure. I don't know for certain, but it goes back at least five years when I was with the other talent agency. I just uh, There was one particular talent that um, I couldn't stop from writing that proverbial book in his slate, and he was a former CNN anchor and had not only the anchor sound, but he had, he was too verbose and was going on too much about it. My name is blank and blank. I'm reading for blank and blank. I'm represented by, and so by the time you got to the actual take, it's You're already 15 seconds in, yeah. Yes. So, yeah. So I just said, look, I can't even, it was the fact that I couldn't get him to pull back and even just say his name and agency just the four words there. Um, I said, I'll just blanketly give up on, on this. It's just in the way. It doesn't and no one ever sense. gave you any complaints? No one ever, no, no one you're submitting to, the producers, the companies, the casting people, no one ever complained to you about that? It's odd, but zero people. I was very nervous because I thought, what am I doing to my talent that I'm, I'm I don't want to, to be a mystery as to who they are, but I really did, you know, this was after the days of sending in actual tapes where we compiled the tape and sent them a cassette tape or a right. DVD. It hasn't <laughs> been that long. And so those names would not have had a label on it. I would have needed to have had an audible slate at the top or at the bottom of that tape. But in this case, I took a, a chance, and I was really waiting to hear back from somebody a huge complaint of not being able to know who they're listening to. But nobody has had any issue with it. And as I say, it's a simple look to the label. So see this, look at this, we're talking for five minutes, probably longer than that, and we've already learned how impressive a simple thing that everybody, I mean, seriously, 99 or 95% of the people I would talk to would say, slate your name at the front end, and, you know, if you want to, at the back end, and definitely your name is on the MP3 that you're creating, Um but now that was a question, um, and you've answered it. So basically, you're trying to get to the meat instead of yeah. putting a cover on it, so that they don't have to open the wrapper, like, and uh, yeah. just hear. Okay. You go along. I guess you you think in terms of a client and their time, and advertisers and producers don't. Well, they don't seem to have the time. I don't know if they just like to move on through it or not. I don't blame them for wanting to move through things, but. Um, they don't take the time or don't have the time to put into a lot of it. So I'm trying to take away any time takers for them to where when they get my stuff from my talent, it's real clean and real quick. And um, in terms of when the submissions are made, then are you sending them exactly what you got from the talent or are you compiling them still? Um, compiling for me uh, is no longer having to edit down onto one disc and mailing that off. <laughs> but it is, um, for instance, we a lot of us are invited to audition uh, through the Breakdown Service Voice Bank. And so when I post there, I guess you could say that's compiled, but it really is to, it, that just goes alphabetically. And so um, I don't compile and I don't, sometimes I'll move 
one to the top of the list if it is who they've requested, but I don't move favorites up to the top. I just let it go as as nature gave us our last names. <laughs> we okay. an hamburger. I know <laughs> that uh, years of being at the bottom of all the alphabetical lists, I still feel like if you're good, uh, it won't matter. And so I don't compile any more than that. I just post the auditions and they fall into place as they, as they should. Fascinating. Well, you've got some um, clients with some big work, so it's something's working. Okay. Let me go check their last names. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, I am great. So proud of my talent. That's great. Well, um, I think that we've covered some really interesting information so fast and uh, some new things that I bet people didn't know about. We will have you um, continue in the next episode. Thank you. Oh, great. My pleasure. Until next time. Thanks for listening to lovethatvoiceover.com. Lots of love to you, you sexy, beautiful, adorable person. Take care.